Good morning. If you drove by the church a few times this week and were paying any attention, maybe you noticed that on Monday morning, the sign got changed, the sermon title got put up, and then on Thursday morning, it got changed again, and a different title got put up. I was planning to be in Matthew chapter 2 this morning, but the Lord diverted my attention, and so you can turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. While you are doing that, I would just like to say, there are some occasions in life where it's difficult to know what to say. The sudden loss, unexpected loss of a family member on one end of the spectrum, I'm sorry, it just doesn't seem to, to cut it. And on the other end, a 50th wedding anniversary. What do you say? How do you sum up 50 years of life together? Periodically, we celebrate baptism here. And I'm concerned that sometimes that can just sort of become a part of our routine. But let's stop for a moment and think about baptism. This is one of those moments. What do you say? As Richard mentioned a moment ago, we don't see baptism as a saving act. There's nothing about getting dunked in some water that has any spiritual effect on us. But baptism is a representative act. It is a representation of a moment, a moment of confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and God and Savior, a moment of recognition of our own condition before him. And in that moment, God, for the sake of Jesus Christ and in his own grace and mercy, raises us from the dead. Baptism is a celebration of someone being raised from the spiritual dead. What do you say to somebody who has just been raised from the dead? Welcome to the family. Welcome to the church. That doesn't seem to, to do it. Welcome to the club is certainly cringe-inducing for those who know what the church is and what it isn't. Judy, the best I can come up with is welcome to life. It is truly a joy and a privilege and an honor to be able to celebrate a baptism every time. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we come before you, we rejoice this morning that you have brought another soul into fellowship with yourself through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through his perfect obedience, you have made life available to us. And we are moved beyond words by your grace and mercy. We are thankful that we were able to celebrate a baptism this morning. Communion together as a church body coming together to confess our faith in your son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. And to be able to have fellowship time later, just to enjoy each other's company, to enjoy the blessings that you have given to us in food and fellowship. Father, I pray this morning that you would, um, that you would just sanctify each of us through the preaching of your word. I, I pray that you would convict us where conviction is needed and that you would move us along the path to Christ-likeness. 
Father, we recognize that the Christian life is not an easy one. It is not to comfort and health and wealth that you have called us, but to faithfulness. And so I pray you would instill faithfulness in each one of us this morning. Send us forth changed by the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Culture shock can be a good thing. We can insulate ourselves in familiarity, um, in patterns and habits of life that we share with others. And sometimes there are moments where we go out and we're exposed to people who live differently than we do. And I think that's a good thing. It opens our minds to the reality that there are other ways to live. The greatest moment of culture shock that I have ever experienced was not when I went to Egypt. That was very different, predominantly Muslim-dominated culture, uh, very different ways of life, different foods, different manners of dress. But that was not my greatest moment of culture shock. Nor was it the time that myself and two friends who were at least as fair-skinned as I was found ourselves in an all-black neighborhood in New Jersey looking at an apartment for rent. It was uh, an afternoon where a group of about seven kids rode by on their bicycles, and every single one of them as they went by just kept their eyes on us the whole time. Three times a man came out from the apartment across the street and yelled across at us, Hey, are y'all cops? That was not my greatest moment of culture shock. Undoubtedly, the most significant culture shock that I have ever experienced came in January of 2014 and following when I transitioned from the Marine Corps to a small Bible college in West Virginia. If you have been in one or the other, you have some picture of one side of that equation, but if you have never been in both, you can't really imagine the gulf that exists between those two environments. Suffice it to say, there is a very stark contrast. One of the biggest differences that I noticed was the language. My wife and I, when, when I was in the Marine Corps, would fall asleep every night to the sound of ospreys flying overhead. There was an air base just down the road from us, and so there was constant aircraft overhead. Uh, it's pretty common around military bases. And this was a, a shared moment. Um, that when we moved to ABC and suddenly there were not ospreys flying over every night, it was difficult to fall asleep. The, the silence was deafening. And I experienced that same concept during the day when I would get up and I would go up to my classes and we would come to church on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. And the fact that there was not cursing and vulgar language all day, every day, was, was deafening. It was, it was shocking for me. The expression to curse like a sailor is well-founded, although I would broaden it to include soldiers and Marines. Airmen, I'm not really sure. At any conservative Bible college, on the other hand, any kind of profane language is non-existent, at least publicly. The contrast in the approach to things like alcohol and tobacco and pornography and leisure activities um, is so stark that it would be difficult for me to articulate. Now, those kinds of adjustments were not particularly difficult for me to make, but there were some other rules that, that I did find a little more difficult to wrap my brain around. 
For example, uh, the requirement to wear collar